Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I am Gar and I'm here with Paul. How are you? And this week we're going to do uh, feel-good songs, songs that make us feel good. We think the last yeah. couple of weeks have been a little bit, not serious, but they've been very themed and very uh-huh. kind of aimed and pointed. Is that gay one was very serious. Loads of people died. <laughs> but we wanted to do, loads of people did die in that one. But we wanted to do something that was uh, maybe a little bit kind of from the heart and a little bit more, a little bit of crack. Right, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we decided we just bang six songs together that when we hear, almost never get turned off and just instantly kind of elevate you into a better mental state. Um, I yeah, know like we, these might these might not go for you, but these like yeah. this is a, this is a weird one because this is one that can only be done personally. Big we time. can't say like can't say that mbop makes everyone feel good because it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. It doesn't make me feel good. Makes me feel. I don't. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't even get that fucking. Yeah, I. We go. Oh, mbop's actually really good song. I'm like, it's actually really not a good song, but whatever. It's but really okay, shy. Grant. Yeah, it's yeah. like people go. So there's a lot of things. These are like these are songs that get me out of a bad mood, which fucking hell yeah. is is tough, tough work. Like it can be. I'm a fucking yeah. grumpy bastard. Like. I have been known to uh, experience the grump <laughs> from time to time. I'm actually pretty. I I think I fucking I might be just like abusing people in my personal life because in like public I'm never grumpy. Do you know what I mean? Like if Not I'm really like, no. in work or anything like that, I'm always pretty good. But like I'm at home, I'm like every now and again so can get me. Yeah. Um, so at my home, I just like just leave me the fuck alone. Sometimes just get into a big grump. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, well, that's, that's allowed because you're like when you're like the face of the business and and you're at the bar and stuff like that. It doesn't do you any good to uh, be grumpy. Yeah. Oh yeah, and well, it's there's, not. Yeah. There's definitely a part of like not the showman, but like the kind of work persona. You know what I mean? No one wants to come in and see a sad grumpy fucker behind the bar or running a gig or whatever. Yeah. Like, What's wrong with you? Because it's, yeah. it's not my job. Half of my job is to listen to other people complaining. You know what I mean? Not for yeah. them to listen to me. That's that's bullshit. So yeah, that, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's get let's get straight into it. Who is your first choice for your first feel good song? My first one is "Love and Pride" by King. Mm. There's something about this song that makes me very, very, very happy. Yeah. And like I've no love for King the band or Paul King the singer in yeah. particular. Like, but. I know, I knew this song definitely worked for me to get me in a bad mood because it's always on the jukebox in Eddie Rockets and Eddie Rockets take fucking seven years to bring you the food. They do. And, and that's why I get hangry. Never no, cooked yeah. properly either. So I get hangry. I get hangry worse than anyone yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, like, I, I absolutely suffer from the hanger. Like, full-blown. I'm a fucker and if, during this kind of <laughs> lockdown where I'll have like a two-hour nap every day and I could be mm. bloated, like blown out after having lunch, breakfast, whatever the fuck it is, and I have my nap, I will wake up like a fucking bear coming out of hibernation and if there's not <laughs> something to eat, like whether it be an apple, a banana, a pack yeah. of crisps, it's something where I can just stick it in me fucking, like me blowjob part. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> I have to be able to just fuck it in there real quick and if I can't find something like that, I turn into a fucking bastard. An absolute yeah. bad. Be looking at the dogs licking me lips. Do you know what I mean? I, I you're just, next. I, yeah, you're next. I, so I absolutely suffer from the hanger. I feel you. I feel you. You're, you're fucking. Yeah. Well, like, I noticed that this song was on the uh, Eddie Rockets shootboxes all the time, and um, when when you put it on, like usually you get your song straight away because no one really puts money into that, that much anymore, except me. Yeah. Because I have to DJ to myself, and I, I noticed that the anger subsided. And I was like, fuck, man, this song is different. Because other songs I like, come on. Like, the lot of Beatles comes on that I'm like, shut up, Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Fucking shut up. But there's something about, like, just the way this starts. So, 
stupid. It's such a stupid song. Mm. It's a complete one-hit wonder. I don't think they ever had any other big songs. Now, I didn't go too heavy on the research because I'm probably you're probably the same. Right? Same. You know, I wrote really down a couple of dates and some bullshit. Or, yeah, I'd rather talk. Yeah, same, same. But I'd rather talk about what, like, why these are my feel-good songs. Yes, very much. And uh, I didn't know actually till uh, the other day that the King used to be a band called. Uh, Reluctant Stereotypes. That's a brilliant name. That's for a, a great name. That's a better name than King. Yeah, but unfortunately, they were a ska band then. So, oh, so doing a fire. They ditched a good name for good music. Yes. Although, arguably, you know. Arguably <laughs> enough. Yeah. I can't say much more about King apart from this song. Yeah. It's like from, from 1984. They're from Coventry. 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 And, uh, your that's mom a, that's a ska hotbed, to be fair. Oh, is it? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've always liked Paul King. He used to be on MTV as a VJ That's right, yeah. uh, for about five years. I remember him then, and I remember him going on to VH1. And he was yeah. at, VH1 is fucking brilliant. It's really underrated compared to VH1 was VH1 was so much better than MTV. Yeah, oh yeah, but the problem was it was harder to get, and I had, didn't have the fucking like MTV yeah. had T-shirts and shows as well as like music. And yeah, it was v- cool. V- Do you know what it was? Right, VH1 is the classic rock uh, magazine. Yeah. And, V and MTV was Kerrang and Top Hits. So mm. it was more fun, cartoony feel to MTV. And yes. they had actual cartoons and cooler ads. Mm. Uh, VH1 was a bit more serious, but the shit was better. If you think about it, if you're actually into music, it was so oh, yeah. better. Yeah, it's very much so. Yeah, he moves on to doing infomercials then, which I remember <laughs> him from um, like the 80s album collections. He'd be like, hi, I'm Paul King. Do you remember this song? Well, what a classic. You can now own all 74 CDs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, um, I used to sell them look, compilations door to door for about 40 oh, seconds. For 40 I'd be, seconds. I literally, man, I'd, I'd be whopper at that. I'd did be whopper at that. Did I ever tell you that story? No. I will tell this story on Saturday night is what I'll do. Um, okay. People, people will know Either this Saturday coming, in which case this podcast will They'll be after it, it, yeah. or They'll the weekend. The weekend after, it's 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 a fucking good one. It's a, yes. it's, it's it's a juicy one. Yeah, um, I like this song. I like Love and Pride as well. I, I'm the same as you. Again, I don't know fuck all about King, but I know this song, and it's super not much. Happy. They did two albums, and they yeah. kind of he went his own way into his own solo career, yeah. which didn't it did okay, but like. I don't know, like, they didn't really ever have it. Stick this song on there anyway. Like, yeah, people, in case that. people don't, in case people don't know it, it's a, uh, oh, it's great. It's a great song. Have a bang of this.
Yeah, that baseline is so fun. It's fun to uh, to play as well as to listen. To yeah. I play. I play that. Like I'm not. I'm not a bass player, but you could pick up this up and learn that baseline in about twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking deadly. Boom, 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 boom. You can tell though. To be honest with you, I hate admitting this. You can hear bits of scab musicianship in there. Like, but yeah. What but you can guess, hear for me is you can hear like them kind of struggling for a reason to get back to the chorus. The chorus is so big, right? <laughs> yeah, like it is. is you're so right. You're big. right. It's hard to get back yeah, to that. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, can we just shoot back into yeah, it? Frank, blink, blank, splink, east, splink, splink. Ah, there's something. Hang on. Any reason to get back to that fucking chorus. There must be about eight choruses in that song for good reason because it's murderous. And the rest of it. Yeah, the rest of it. It's bits and bobs of other songs. That's why they start with with the chorus like of do you know course. what I mean that's that like I would never start a song with a chorus I don't think very I ever brave. have very brave it's very brave because especially but it's you gotta do it two ways if your verses are great and it doesn't matter or if your verses are crap and you go well I better start off with an yeah. ear catching bit Best I don't mind I don't, yeah, I don't mind your bits too much but you're right though like they pale in comparison to that boom 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 it's ah, so it's good fucking, uh, listen that real slappity fucking pull like that, that kind of fucking slap bass yeah. but like the real 80s and, one with the, when the cones in the speaker cabinets were made out of aluminium so there was oh, like right. the, they had this they used to put like aluminium cones into the things so they'd have like the cardboard and rubber and aluminium so they got this real fucking yeah. it's the only way they could get it like it's dead. that's mad mm. Sorry, I was taking a drink. The was taking a drink at the same time. You see, you see, that's why when we're doing them together, the podcast together, we go, you're taking a drink? Oh, I'll keep talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we <laughs> look, could, that's... To be fair, we could have cameras hooked up, but we're, could you be arsed looking? Oh. I, I haven't seen you in four months and I'm afraid to at this stage. I you want to see my hair. It's insane. Oh, insane. Because my hair grows so fast. Oh, you know, I have a hat on now because I'm starting to like, put a hat on. I said, like a man from him, you know, with the beanie hat, but a little bit of curls. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Wings of a butterfly. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I've, talked about, I've talked about this before. I've mellowed on them since. Yeah, they're grand. Definitely. No. So, I, mean, I went into a particular charity shop I like hitting up because it has yeah. fucking thousands of cds people would have saw me uh, posting up on the the instagram oh the, yeah the, the twitter i don't know whether i put up on the face facebook doesn't need that much attention it's kind of looks after itself but the instagram the, the twitter i've been focusing on a little bit more recently and i've been buying cds out of this charity shop because they do like six cds for two euro oh, and, the, and it's fucking outrageous i'm finding stuff I'm there that. that are fucking you know what amazing you know what this is the going to be the golden age for charity shops because I, everyone's I stuck that, in their gaff for the yeah, last few days. Yeah. Or you, well, your days, months. Months, yeah. Cleaning houses. Cleaning them. Them. Yeah, yeah, big time. Now, here's the problem is that a lot of the people, uh, a lot of people tend to donate to like the bigger shops like the NCBI and St. Vincent's and Oxfam. And they have central warehouses, right? And they do, don't they? Actually, they yeah. have lads. Like I knew two lads that worked for Oxfam in their music department and they were fucking horrible. They took everything good themselves. Everything good. Like that's a job. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so you're better off sticking with like the little local ones, the little small charity shops, and just check them every couple of days because people tend to put their donations directly into those shops. You know what I mean? Now they don't go Warehouses straight out. This is where they actually list things, probably barcodes and everything. Oh, they That's do. Not right. Oxfam, not right. I mean, Oxfam barcode all their stuff, and even even like a shitty record off them is four or five quid. When that's it's probably it's probably worth half of that on on discogs. The reason you go to charity shops is to buy stuff for cheap. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, 
And I want to to help people or some bullshit. Of yeah. course, yeah. Like, but, <laughs> but like that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's the reason you got. You got like there's two reasons. You know, one is because it's fucking cheap, and one is because yeah. you're a couple of quid. Like it's all run by by volunteers and shit like that across the board. So yeah. the vast majority of the money apparently goes to the actual charity. You know, so and here's here's what I think about: if you get a bargain from a shop, that goes not feel bad. No, but if you sold it on and then anything back then, maybe yeah. Well, I know you did that actually. Sorry. Once, <laughs> once I did, yeah. With the tin Lizzie. Yeah, once I did. To be fair, but no, I, fuck it. I paid one euro for a seven-inch fucking record, a tin Lizzie single, and I sold it for a thousand euro. You think I'm gonna fucking feel bad about it? Are you mad? No, no I don't. No. Fuck, like well, tin Lizzie are fine, like, but like, Jesus yeah. Christ, I wasn't gonna get framed on the wall or anything. Yeah, that was going to pay my rent. Or else so I'd, be on, the, forced, I'd uh, be on the receiving end of fucking Oxfam or NTPO. That's true. That's or true. But there's certain stuff. things you do in your life to make decisions <laughs> where you don't want to end up being the recipient of those yeah, things. For real. Yeah. In the queue, like in the fucking lion down on Church Street looking for so an orange. Getting, like when you're getting caught uh, robbing from the troker box and your yeah. mind goes, that could be you. Like, I don't think that's going to be me. Yeah, down with it, man. I couldn't afford the airfare to get there to be like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, that was my first. Um, that was my right. first feel good song. It's always going to be a feel good song. Yes. It's cheesy, but if I yeah. love it, it was your first song that makes you feel very good. This song makes me feel so good, Helmet. So good inside me, outside me, the bits of me that <laughs> hang out with me, like all parts of me. Underneath my, them, it washes. It washes <laughs> them bits, does it? Exactly. My blood alone <laughs> loves this song. Uh, it's it's Donna Summer with hot stuff. I, oh, that's a yeah. That's a really feel. That's fucking. That, do you know what? That's such a great motivational song. It's so fucking good. It's so good. Um, I actually doing a, little, a tiny bit of research, and I found one of our mates is on this song. Actually, two of our mates. Niall Ro- Niall Rogers. No, no, close no, enough. Really? Yeah, close shit. enough. Close enough. But uh, two of our mates are on this song. This song was produced by uh, Giorgio Moroder. Oh, he's got such a. Right. He's, done, he's done loads of stuff. That's yeah, just cracking. And uh, his assistant, Pete let Now, Pete Ballet ended up going on and doing loads of disco stuff later. But um, the guitar, this is Donna Summer's first attempt at kind of slightly moving out of disco and into kind of rock music. Which she a little wanted, bit more rock here, yeah. yeah. She wanted to uh, bridge the gap between fucking disco and rock. It's, this is the perfect mix. Cause it's got, this is when like Bonnie Tyler and Tina Turner were doing yeah, it as well. So they were yeah. like, you know what? Disco is grand, but we can see, if to fucking see a dead horse, or not a dead horse, see a, like a fucking... Jump off it like rats off a jumping ship. Exactly. Oh god, I can't get my words out tonight. I know. Jump off right. like rats off a jumping ship. So the the ship is the only the ship, the ship is, is jumping. jumping it's made of rats. Sea. Yeah. <laughs> the sea of rats. Oh god. Uh, so <laughs> this is like a fifty-fifty kind of mix of synth and guitar. Yeah. Now, there's a very famous guitar solo in this song, right? And the guitar Ooh. solo was played by our mate, our fucking mate, Jeff Skunk Baxter. He was the guy from the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan. He was the missile defense consultant. Oh, yeah. That's him playing guitar on this song. Um, he's I'm come up a few times that yeah, round, he just, yeah. He pops up every couple of weeks. I'm going to play a bit of uh, hot stuff. I'm going to play, yeah. just, oh, play like a great. minute and a half from the start, just so people get the fuck. Pete, everybody knows this song, but do you know how good it actually yeah, but is? Yeah, but I want to hear it now, though. Exactly. <laughs>
as uh, Donna Summer looking for a hole. And uh, here's the shot of that Mickey. Oh, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. That's pretty much um, what that fucking sadness fucking... about. It's so good. It's so fucking <laughs> it's, good. It's such a either stripper song from like the full Monty oh, or yeah. like an, an L one dancing around at twenty fourth. But I still don't care. Do you know what? So that uh, synth line is so abba. Yeah, wah, 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 I'm pretty wah, sure wah, wah. that I think Hot Stuff was in the full Monty actually. Uh, it's most yeah. recently used in the Martian. It got a big, big showing in the Martian as well. That song. Uh, Donna, pretty much everything Donna Summer ever done had some sort of merit. You know, in, yeah. so it was either like amazing because it was shy, or it was amazing because it was actually amazing. Um, she didn't have that much, just pure dirt. Uh, I, I, f- I fucking love that song. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't want to talk about great. it too much. That's a, that was 1979 that song came out. It was from her seventh album. I think it was seven albums in 1979. Uh, an album called Bad Girls. So she's setting she herself up. Seven albums in 1979. By 1979, she had seven albums. Oh, boy. Set, <laughs> in that, like, no, she's, she's not Prince. Only um, one a month. Yeah. Um, no, but by 1979, she had seven albums. I think Donna Summer was kind of was had a slow roll up into fame and once she hit there it was just producers and yeah. record labels just tr- get in the studio you're doing six hours a day in the studio I'm just going to bang out any old show you. you're going to have an album every fucking six months to sell I think it's just the way it's going to be uh, but like that Donna was Summer. I like Donna yeah. Summer I like loads of Donna Summer stuff uh, that was Hot Stuff by Donna Summer who is your next one? my next one is another funky song mm. it is Super Stupid by Funkadelic Savage 1971 this song is so fucking good man um i saw this live a few maybe a couple of years ago yeah um they're playing vicar street with parliament parliament funkadelic are like the same band if you don't yeah. know but a lot of people know that but um parliament were the more funk ones mm. funk related kind of band and funkadelic were started to because they toured with uh was it like why fudge are one of those bands and they were like give us a shot at those amps and they were like oh man listen to that sound if yeah. we play funk through like heavy guitars and stuff like that they invented that mad uh, heavier psychedelic yeah. rock type of uh, funk and it's so fucking good and to me I think that might be the start of like Lenny Kravitz's style almost certainly yeah. That up, yeah almost um, certainly there's, there's a lovely there's a lovely line that you can follow from bands like funkadelic like into uh, bands like Bad Brains that leads you all the way to something oh, yeah, yeah. like like Fate No More. I, I always said Fate No More's biggest influence in the world were those kind of middle Bad Brains albums where there was actual production on them. Uh, like the basses and guitars sound the same. Mm. The songs, the, the faster songs, the faster Fate No More songs have a definite Bad Brains feel to them where they just kind of torn and switch. And like, uh, like vocal boys are very different, but the way the songs are structured together, um, I, I always said that, especially like you go to listen to... Um, the Bad Brains album, Oi Against Oi, and if you cut the vocals out of it, it sounds like a fucking Fate No More album, especially early yeah. stuff, like the real thing or something. It definitely has that feel to it. And uh, Yeah, I think so. You can, you can follow it from like Funkadelic and Parliament and all that, you know, like kind of uh, very aimed lads discovering a new way of making music and yeah. discovering it kind of in public and I fucking love that. I love when a band comes across something and just goes balls deep in it. Yeah, it's actually like, so... It's technically covered by, it's covered by Audio Slave, mm. uh, which means that it's sort of covered by Rage Against the Machine, who yeah. are funk metal. So yeah. it's just absolutely way up their street. Mm. And um, I remember, like I said, I saw this live, and then a few nights before this, that band Wolfpack, the white That's funk right. band, yeah, sold out like two yeah. shy yeah, scutter. Yeah, and it's not too bad. It's just I, I, it annoyed me to see so many people 
crowd in and out of the of Vicker Street those two nights. Remember, they were mental those yeah. two nights. And then the fucking origins of funk, Parliament and funk, they like were playing, and it didn't Same sell venue. out. Same venue, yeah. It, it happens. Yeah. It's real unfortunate, but. I know I'm fucking talking old here, like no, but I have, it's, it's it's horrible when you see it because you're like, why the fuck is going to this and not that? You know what I mean? But like at the same yeah. time, you think about Wolfpack. So maybe someone only discovered them the last year and they've got the fucking. No, I know how it works. Just seems you know, fucking. Weird. I know it's it's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong because it's so it. close in the same exact same venue. It's sort of fucking out to me. But I stick that song anyone for anyone yeah. who doesn't know it. It's uh, oh, it's great. Makes me feel good. Definitely hear your your Rage Against the Machines and your and your Lenny yeah. Kravitz in there, can't you? And 100%. Lenny Kravitz, man, it's yeah. fucking class. That song, every time I hear it, it just puts yeah. me in a deadly mood. And uh, seeing it live was deadly. It's the fourth song they played that night, actually. Really? Very cool. That, which uh, meant that the rest of the set was going to be a bit dragged out because some of their songs are like eight minutes and then they added yeah. a short and you're like, oh, lads. Yeah, <laughs> they just go into jam mode. The full ja- every song was yeah. full jam mode. No, no, thanks. Let them away with it. Um, yeah. That was Funkadelic, super stupid. Who Deadly. is your next one? My next one is a song that uh, I don't know. I don't know actually how I feel about it. I don't know if I love it or I don't know if I hate it, but I don't want to hear it. It makes me kind of walk a little bit, with, uh, like a skip in my step. Oh, and yeah, that's what, that's, that's, that's what the essence of this playlist is. Yeah, it? it's uh, Don Henley with The Boys of Summer. Yeah, that makes me feel very good as well. It's just, oh, that song is just great. It's so light and airy and fucking it's kind of like lyrically it's it's whatever you know what i mean um but and it could go either way it's about growing up and it's not necessarily good or bad it's like some things are bad when you're growing up some things are good when you're growing up but yeah listen the way it's put together it's a coming of age song yeah very much now don Don henley for people who don't know some people might not know uh, don henley was the singer from the eagles and the drummer from the eagles um that's right the, the singer from the eagles was also the drummer um, the music was by the song was written by a guy called Mike Campbell, who was the guitarist for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and he offered oh. this song to Tom Petty, and Tom Petty was like, "Nah, it doesn't suit the uh, the album that we're making right now." You know, it's sorry, it's grand. So uh, Jimmy Ivan, yeah, exactly. Jimmy Ivan, who was producing the album, turned around and said, "Listen, that sounds fucking super." And I know exactly. He's, he's, he's mad so for good. It, yeah, isn't he? he's mad for it. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He's so clever. Up to yeah. songs he's put in other people's way. The best guy at yeah, like divvying up songs and knows exactly yeah. who should be singing them. So uh, he said to uh, Mike Campbell, "Listen, give fucking Don Henley a show." 
And he's like, Don Henley from the fucking Eagles, like Hotel California, for real? He doesn't want my songs. Give it to him, play it for him, send them your little demo. So we sent it off with the, uh, the demo. Don Henley kind of changed the lyrics a little bit to make it a little bit more kind of for him. Yeah. And uh, that was it. Uh, off, you, off you go. I'm going to play a bit of it because it's just, I'm going to play it from the start. I'm going to play all my from the start. Um, it's an 80s classic. It's just, it's, it's just it's a fucking great little song. not like that song you know what I mean how did you cut it off before the end bit ah, too much we're already yeah. in too much trouble off fucking YouTube yeah we are that's true that's very true fans as soon as the Eagles was over uh, him and Glenn Frey started to do mad 80s stuff yeah everyone everyone was doing it but yeah, yeah. the uh, fucking Boys of Summer is an absolute banger. I don't know if hate that song I don't ah, get it something, something wrong with them you can hear like the drum machine the start of the drum machine oh, yeah. it's definitely not real it's like, t- yeah. You can hear the cut in yeah. and off and the samples. Um, I don't know whether any of the drums on it are real. They might not be. Um, this could this could have been one of those win lose fucking like spend zero money on making it type of thing. No matter if it's got like the guy from Tom Perry and the Heartbreakers and the fucking singer from the Eagles. Uh, he's yeah. also a drummer. He could double down, sing and drums. I said, like, "No, nah, man, she used the fucking drum machine's cheaper, and yeah. don't have to rent in the peril." Uh, it's done it's already yeah, exactly. said I said exactly. half the time they put it, they get a fake track down and then went right we put the real drums on that nah, that sounds good that happens all the fucking time that's happening to me does, yeah. every single day now that I'm, <laughs> I'm trying does to take this album myself every day let me let scratch track and I'm like keep that sorry yeah. I'll find it's a way to use it don't be cut that writes every fucking single note in and it's wrecking my head it's pretty no, I just fucking listen when I was waiting on you to uh, I came up like half an hour early and uh Half an hour early, and I was like, right, it was like half eight, nine o'clock, we were going to jump on. And at half eight, grabbed the guitar and opened up Reaper, and fucking, there's a song written there. Whether it's good or not, I'm going to listen to it after Lovely. this. And we'll Lovely. see. And, uh, but chances are, everything I put into it, I put like four guitar, four guitars, two bass lines, a couple of different drum loops, and some fucking samples. And I just kind of yeah. leave it there. And I, I, sometimes, I'll, to be honest with you, most of the things I delete are vocal stuff, vocal tracks, the rest I find somewhere in the mix room. Even if I well, EQ them. On the other hand, today I spent four hours remixing the drums on a song that's like six years old. Oh, painful, painful. Uh, yeah, uh, that was that was the boys of summer. It's listen. What else do you want me to say about the boys of summer? Uh, it makes me feel like I'm floating. Tell me about them boys. Tell me about the lads. Um, yeah, it just makes me feel like I'm floating when I'm listening to it. And it's also I always find that this is one of those songs that I can't listen to just once. I'm one of them pricks that if I hear something, I go, oh, so good. The minute's over and the next song comes on, I'm like, not today, Satan. 
and they just go the back. Same style. Yeah, and they <laughs> just put the same one back on again, like a fucking thirteen year old. You know what I mean? Only about to yeah. listen to fucking Interstellar, man. Fuck the rest of the album. <laughs> like that's literally what I do with loads yeah. of these songs. So just over and out until I'm sick of them, and then it's burned into my brain for the rest of the day. What's these uh, other songs? You're thinking about being sad but true. Yeah. No thanks. Enter Sandman, yeah. please. Exactly. One more. I would like one more. Enter Sandman, please. <laughs> very much. Very much. Uh, who is yeah. your next one? My next one is Cheap Trick with Dream Police from Benny. 1979. Jesus, this song definitely, like, I'd say this is the top one to make me feel good, apart from King, Love and Bread. Mm. This is the top, the one one way to get me fucking happy. A one-way ticket to happiness, please. Yeah, it sounds like one of the Cheap Trick songs. I think Cheap Trick are really underrated outside of America. I think so, yeah. Um, I think that they're, like, this band's very much like them, but because they have, are a bit tongue-in-cheek and a bit prog, they mm. excluded themselves from a lot of cool circles mm. in both ways. The prog didn't really want them, and the people like classic rock thought they were yeah. too proggy. Um, your man Rick Nielsen is, is just writes so many bangers, and this this one is it's mad. It's a mad optimistic song. Mm. Uh, it's happy and optimistic, considering it's about someone having like a paranoid episode <laughs> and like thinking things are coming to get him in his sleep and mm. stuff like that. Um, it has a big, massive orchestral bit Deadly. Uh, at the end of it. We won't get time to play that, but that's why we're going to be releasing the playlists. Mm. Um, it's 70s power pop. It's a song about paranoia that's way more tongue-in-cheek than Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Mm. Uh, just give it a bash there. It's fucking give phenomenal. Song. Yeah, so good. <laughs> That's dream, yeah. please. That's How super. much fun is that? Yeah, I think it's honestly one of the most underrated rock songs to come out in. Well, since since rock, since rock started, since rock, since, since rock, the, <laughs> since the Stone Age, since the actual rock age. Exactly. Um, <laughs> they all come from like completely different different musical backgrounds, which is yeah. why they sound so mad. I know that they're a huge influence on nineties band, especially late eighties and nineties punk bands. You can hear, um, you can definitely hear loads of like, um, where uh, bands I love, like Space Hog and stuff like that, get yeah. get a lot of their feel with, with kind of just that. There's like a particular bounce to that 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 song in yeah. particular, you know. And there's you can definitely hear even the, the way they layer vocals and all. It's definitely uh, Space Hoggy for me, you know. And it was co- it was covered by No Use for a Name. 
Oh, really? And you can tell, you can just tell that yeah. it has a Californian punk. It's ready to go for that pop punk cover. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, like fucking, well, like Don Henley, the boys of summer, summer, that was covered by the Atari's as well, another pop punk band. Yeah. For some reason, we've talked about this before, like a lot of covers that, that turn out really, really good tend to be in the kind of punk, uh, kind of, the, the, the punk category because they just strip it down to like two guitars and a bass. Yeah. And just the, the song stands on its own. They're not trying to, kind of divvy it up with loads of different instruments and a lot of the time it works out very well but um, I'd be interested in hearing that now use for a name version of that actually I have to say yeah I haven't had a chance to listen to it yeah. but um, I don't know listen to that later it's a good name for a band band. yeah decent band decent band um, that's Cheap Trick by Jim please it's a short yeah, one yeah short we're just talking about why we love these songs we're well, just having yeah. a little conversation here folks can't all be in-depth fucking Cold War fucking nobody... gay, gay Cold War songs like, <laughs> give us a fucking break will you have, make this fun for us as well yeah we have to make playlists the odd time of playlists exactly. of good songs the whole concept yeah. of this podcast is that we make good playlists this is a this savage is, this playlist is, this, is, this is probably one of the best playlists we've ever made <laughs> yeah, so. exactly let us do, have yeah, it you folks yes. do, you, do you really want me to tell you like <coughs> what year Rick Nielsen was born in no yeah no. Like, so with that said who is your who is your next one Next one is uh, Earth, Wind and Fire with September. Like, oh, so. What do you say? You know what I mean? Again, it's so happy and bouncy and fucking the, the funk. The, Jesus Christ. Like, it's just, it, it had a big block of funk like cheese and you wouldn't even use a cheese grater. You use like a wood plane to just take, oh, take oh, it off and, and just strips fuck it. it in. Just strips of it into this song. Uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, this is actually mad. The, the layout of this band is fucking crazy um, it's more like a corporation than a band so it was founded in 1969 by a guy called Morris White who was the drummer for the band he wasn't the singer it was the drummer um, uh, they've had 32 members Jesus um, up until he died in I think 2016 he died but like by the the last couple of years like the last Jesus I think the last 10 to 15 years of the band kind of being active before he died he wasn't even playing with them uh, he was just managing right. them, writing songs. Like he was still in the band. He just wasn't getting on stage or performing. Like he might show up in the studio for a I think he just got too old and he was paying his bollocks for it. To be honest with you, they've been touring for so long that he was like, you know, you don't fucking need me. You have gig, young people. I say when the when the gigs are going down in like size, you're like, well, I did fucking all. I did all the biggest venues in the world. I'm, I'm all right now. I'm all right exactly. for doing this now. Like they uh, they appeared. They showed up in. Um, the Beatles movie, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, they were in that movie. Um, they were in a load of movies, in fact. They showed up in a load of movies. Um, like, I've never seen any of the Beatles films. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. Don't. But Hard Day's Night, they're all garbage. Yeah. Um, they, they invested in the guy who made Shaft, I think, his next movie, which I cannot remember the fucking name of it. He's Shaft two. No, it had a different name. It was called like, <laughs> fucking When the Knife Fell or something like that. Right. And uh, one, I think Morris had seen a rough cut of the, the movie and he was like, this movie's going to be huge. It's going to take over the world. So he like invested heavily in the movie. And uh, eventually, at the start, it was kind of a culty thing. Nobody was into it. But eventually, it became yeah. a huge movie and he made a lot of money out of it. Totally. Um, they, they got, the, the, the band got so big that like the stage show got so fucking elaborate that they had like fireworks and fucking light shows and smoke machines and all that. But it got to the point Earthwork, where... Earthworks, windworks. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. 
But well, come they, here. Is there is, yeah. is like I always I never looked. Is there three members and they're all Earth, Wind, and no, Fire? No, it right? was it was because uh, Morris White's star sign is like Gemini or something like that, and it's fucking its element is fucking Earth with touches of wind and fire or something. Because in the, like in my head, they uh, there was only three of them, and they all had a ring. And at the uh, very end, they touched <laughs> they a ring joined like, together like Captain Captain Planet, Planet yeah. Earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> Do you remember the twenty <laughs> fifth? The body, the body was water. No, it's not, not, not a fucking water. Never gets a mention um, of the elements, poor yeah. bastard. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was because but of maybe, his maybe uh, star could, Maybe sign. he couldn't swim. Maybe he couldn't swim. And he's Possibly like, yeah, from Chicago. The fuck all water in Chicago. Um, mm. There's a river running through. I know that much. And I got what Lake Michigan then above it. I think no, Lake Michigan's in Michigan. Does it touch Chicago? I think it touches Chicago. So I can't remember. My brain's gone to show yeah. Uh But yeah, the, the stage show was that big. They had they used to have music. Uh, sorry, uh, magicians on stage doing tricks. <laughs> And uh, that's where David Copperfield got a start. David Copperfield, no yeah, started off doing magic tricks on stage for Edwin Lafour. He was an apprentice to another, uh, another magician who toured with him for ages and then retired. And his apprentice, whose name was David Copperfield, started doing such like card tricks and disappearing tricks and bullshit like that. Will the band are playing around them, you know? But they they got huge. Um, making the uh, making the fucking. What you call a Statue of Liberty disappear? Yeah, that's still, it. Sure, yeah. Still there though, talking yeah. out of his arse. Exactly. They uh, they appeared. The full band appeared on one of the Wu Tang Clan side projects called uh, the Sons of Man, an album no called way. The Last Shall Be Forced. Yeah, they they they, they popped up on a lot. I think they popped up. Um, may have popped up on a fucking Jurassic Five album as well. They popped up on a bunch of like little. That's mad. Um, that all these mentioned, isn't it? Um, uh, they popped up on uh, like kind of doing full musical backgrounds. Um, like kind of full, not not just samples, like as in playing live in the studio for a lot of people. Um, that was one of the things that they loved doing was showing up for kind of the the, the newer, uh, newer generation of yeah. musicians that are mad as well. But listen, that's uh, September. I'm going to play a little bit of it here. Yeah. Listen to that, Jesus Christ. Wind and Fire with September. What bothers me about that song is that's one of those songs where I can't comprehend how it was written because when you listen to it, there's about five or six different instruments all doing completely yeah. different things at know, the same time. Yeah. And I can't figure out where like the root of it is. Like, there's the bass, but the bass is doing something different from the vocals. There's so loads of songs like that from the 70s and 80s. Really mad. Like, where is the backbone of this song? Yeah. I, like, I just, where is the yeah. main? That's it. I can't find like the chords. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't find. Well, that's the... a that's that's a, that's a way of writing that uh, yeah. I think Brian you know uses. He writes a big hook, builds around it, and then pulls that hook out. It's mental. 
I thought, man, was the fuck? Like, I got like I, a such a good hook. Although there's a hook in that, it's got to be the vocal and the bass. Mm. Line. It's hard now, but you know, it's hard to tell because there's loads of little cool. There's loads of And when you're listening to them separately, they're not following the melody. They're kind of filling in holes in the melody. And it freaks me to fuck out when I listen to music like that. And like you said, the, the loads start, of like 70s funk and soul is like that, where it's like, how do you write that? How do you write the that? The start of that is definitely lifted by uh, that funk. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that has to be, they have to be one of the most sampled bands on fucking earth. They just have to be. Yeah. Like, you could do. And or for. And or for. They're like uh, Funkadelic or Parliament in that regard. And that, like, you could take yeah. one song and make a thousand songs. Really cool, with, with just the instruments and musicianship going yeah. on there. So take mm-hmm. a slice of it and make a whole hip hop song. Yeah. Like fucking, like I said, thirty-two members. Um, they had their own horn section called the Earth, uh, the Earth, Wind, and Fire fucking wind section or winds team or something <laughs> like that. And it kept changing. They were called the Phoenix team at, at the start. Um, it was like like a full brass section, and then they changed the name to like the the fucking the EWF. Like brass squad or something like that and that ch- never changed but they used to rent themselves out to other bands it was mad like oh, I right. said it was run like a corporation it was fucking insane yeah. uh, that was Air Winning Fire with, with uh, September I, I fucking love it it's so, it's so happy it's so happy uh, who is your next one? my next one is a song that appeared on the Outliers episode but I had to talk about it here because I love it so much listen a few of mine um, have appeared this is, could be the fourth time <laughs> the fourth time that they popped yeah. up because if they're that good you, listen there's no harm in listening to them again also not many people listen to the Outliers one, so it's fine it's crap <laughs> let's be honest yeah. uh, this is Till Tuesday Voices Carry um, I absolutely every time I hear this song I just get fucking really happy and it's not even a particularly happy song but it's so good, and no, the theme of it is like having to keep your thoughts to yourself. Mm. I think because your partner wants you to shut up, just shut up. Like it's my life. <laughs> it's my life. A song written about my life. Pretty much, just shut up. No, no, no one cares. It's not even me. Till Tuesday, were like a, a new wave band from Boston, but you'll know the name Amy Mann, who was the singer. And Amy Mann's gone on to do like won Grammys for lots of things, including the Magnolia soundtrack and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, this is the, they're kind of a one-hit wonder in a way because it's the one that they're best known for as well. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, she initially came to the studio with the whole thing written from a female to female point of view. Right. And the, the record label was like, no, that's gay. <laughs> Don't do the gay thing. Don't do yeah. a gay thing. It was straight thing because people like straight stuff. And she was yeah. like, whatever. You'll so wreck it. Press, yeah, the pressure on that, she changed it to a... Uh, heterosexual mm. uh, thing. Um, the mad thing is though I've mentioned this on the other podcast as well uh, Amy Mann's ex-boyfriend is is convinced that this song is about him mm. and he is fucking Al Jorgensen from Ministry oh Jesus alright mad isn't it that that's well, Amy Mann used to go out with Al Jorgensen from Ministry that mental. just blew my mind when I read that poor uh, woman he said, oh God, yeah, I'd say he was a Imagine. melt back then. For the now. Like, you know, just an old, an old melt. An old melt with yeah. lots of tattoos and very, very in his very, face. <laughs> Jeez, I still like Ministry's first fucking synth pop album. I don't care what he was But look, that's uh, Tilt Shoes. Play a little bit there because yeah. it's really, really
It's you know? a lovely little 80 song. Isn't I it? love it. I just love it. It's yeah. just a do, 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 that bassline. I love mm. I write those basslines all the time. All the fucking time. Not as good as that one, but like still dead, <laughs> still deadly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like that'll always go on. Never on playing the 80s <laughs> or great song. Time. It's, it's, it's lovely and clean. One of the reasons I like it. It's, uh, noses and bits. That's why I'm sneezing between takes. But while the music goes on, I'm like getting uh, sneezing like mad. I don't know what the pollen is killing me right now, like murdering me. I'm I'm muting the microphone to yawn. I'm not even tired. I slept like a fucking pig the last twenty four hours. You? Yeah, you know what I think? The wind because the, the wind fucked off for a while. I think that people got to sleep again for a minute. I, I, it doesn't. I'd sleep better in the wind and the rain. I love all that shit, man. It reminds me of camping. Really? Or yeah, I love it, man. That's that's oh, why. Go camping again soon. I want to go camping, camping. We were talking about it. We're gonna go camping. Yeah. We're going camping. I'm going down to. to uh, I'm going down to Wicklow for for a week. In uh, uh, I'm going there for like six days. In about two weeks as well. So you're more than welcome to to go for a night or two. Oh. Before yeah, everything the reopens, yeah. Opens, uh, yeah, yeah. So you're more than welcome to fucking drop down for a night or two and hang out. Cool, so deadly. It's, it's it's not an open invitation, listeners. You can't come. <laughs> um, it's a big, on, big collective. Oh, oh, oh no! Can I come true to the fucking compound? Yeah, the compound. Yeah. We we'll have a big jacuzzi. I have a five five person jacuzzi down there. So, uh, do you actually? Yeah. Jesus, deadly. Yeah. Well, look, that was um. <laughs> That was Voices Carried by Till Tuesday. Mm. It's a kind of new wave, 80s classic. It's sort of not hugely known, which is why it was on the last podcast, but uh, yeah. it should be bigger than it is. It's right. big and huge in America. It played on the radio all the time, still over there, but mm. it's a different country. It's a different continent. It is. It's a different world. Different time zone and everything like that. Uh, who's, your, uh, who's your next one? My next who's one is a song. One? Here's your next one. My next song is a song that I don't actually particularly like. Um, makes, you feel makes me feel mad relaxed and it is a, a song that we've covered before in the past and it's ice cube but it was a good day i don't really like this song i don't hate really? it oh yeah it's it's whatever it's fine um i tell you why because this is off his uh his album the predator right from 1993 yeah. and i think the predator is the best ice cube album every single song on it bar this is a fucking thumper a fucking thumper. Um, they had the lads, he had the lads of Cypress Hill in producing it. So it sounds like Ice Cube rapping over Cypress Hill's music. Yeah. It's fucking dark. And so it's what you're saying is, this song makes you feel good, except when you're listening to this album. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, if you heard this on its own, you're like, oh, banger. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, when this song plays, I'm like, oh man, it's so relaxing. I just want to be like, I want to just lie down on the grass in the sun and, and listen it's to this song. such a great summer hip-hop song. Isn't it? And it's just, it's so, it's just relaxing. You can fucking, you can agree with loads of the shit he's saying. And you're like, oh man, that was a fucking great day. We talked about this before where someone yeah. worked out that uh, the day he was talking about was the 30th of November, the 30th of November, 1988. Someone figured out like, that's when the <laughs> Lakers beat the Supersonics and all this kind of shit. Like they went through all the stuff that, <laughs> that he talks about in the song. Uh, some blogger, they came up with two dates and the first one turned out to be wrong. So they got a fact wrong. Uh, but yeah. it turned out it was later that year. It was November 30th, 1988. That's just genius. I'd say even he was reading that comment, man, I just wrote that off the top of my head. Well, that's exactly what he said. Thinking. Look, I just pulled it down my yeah. hole. I just pulled it down my hole. And someone said, like, no, but we found everything to talk to. And you went, fair enough, forever. Just that's that class. Thing. Yeah, That's fucking uh, class. Produced you by couldn't DJ- do that now because you're not allowed to do anything now. You're not allowed to do anything now, no. Uh, produced by DJ Pooh, who we've talked about in the past, who's like one of the biggest secrets in hip-hop. One of the biggest secrets in hip-hop. Like, he is one of those guys that like kind of pre-Kanye, before anybody knew that, like, loads of, like, absolutely savage 
kind of late 90s, early 2000s bangers were done by Kanye yeah. um, in the studio without having the Kanye name attached to it. You're dealing with Pooh was kind of the guy leading up to that from like the late 80s. Pooh was still around doing stuff, uh, but he's be, he'd be uh, DJ Premier and DJ Pooh will be the two guys that like are responsible for Jesus Christ, a good 60 70 percent of the greatest hip hop songs. Ever. Yeah. Uh, samples on this we talked about before were like the Oisley Brothers when, when everything connected to Jimi Hendrix there for about three months, if you remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. so there's an Oisley Brothers sample in there, uh, Footsteps in the Dark. We actually played that song in the where, where the samples come from, is where. The last time I think we picked this track on Sexy Mamba with a moment. Uh, the video is by a guy called F. Gary Gray's real famous video to the point where the uh, stills from the video became memes there for a while. Uh, people were doing that it was a good day memes there about a year or two ago. <laughs> this is a really feel, great feel good song though. Like it's, so about, it's about feeling good. good. Yeah. A lot of these songs, are, I don't think any songs I've picked are about feeling good yet. Yeah, no. this is just uh, about feeling. I'm gonna gonna play a little bit of it here. I just jumped in, I jumped into it randomly because to be honest with you, it's just one big fucking loop. This song with. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today it's kind of odd. No barking from the dog, no small. And Mama cooked the breakfast with no harm. I got my girl bone, but didn't dig out. Finally got a call from a girl I wanna dig out. So yeah, I like breakfast, I like riding, I like driving my car, and I like not getting carjacked. Like, like, like not getting mugged or carjacked. Yeah, yeah, like I like everything he's talking about. Do you know what I mean? So I can absolutely relate. The only song probably in the history of the world that me, a white man from Cabra, could relate with Ice Cube. And I found yeah. it. I found it. Uh, I like everything he talks about in this song. So uh, um, it's just something so light and airy. That sample is just, as a tiny little sample that they just loop and loop to death. And you don't oh. really get, you don't really get that bored of it either because it's, like, it's such a lyrically driven song that you're just listening to, you want to hear what he has to say. What know? is the next cool bit of this amazing day you have? Exactly. Oh, oh, so give it to me, chilled. give it to me, give it to me. So um, speaking it. of give it to me, who is your next one? My next one is Mark Ronson and Business International Bang, Bang, Bang mm. from 2010. I love this song. It does mm. make me feel very, very good. Every time I hear this, I just get, I want to sing along, but I don't really know what the fuck I'm <laughs> So this, uh, this is Mark Ronson's album with Business International. So it's a collaboration yeah. record. Uh, for, the album is called The Record Collection, which mm. I guess is aiming to show his diversity, you know, like, yeah. uh, and the album cover, uh, I'll get into the album cover later, actually. It's quite mm. cool. But this song features uh, Q-Tip and Amanda Warner of a band I've never heard of, MNDR, fair play. She's fantastic on this. Mm. Fantastic. And Q-Tip is always fantastic, to be perfect. Always. always. He really is, though. Like, yeah. He's, never, he's a never prick, really though. Comes across a fucking prick. I'd say so. It's a, he didn't come across great in that documentary. Yeah, he's just fucking full of his own shit. Like, and he, but it hurts because he's so good, you know? Yeah. So this... Uh, this song is weird and mad. It's like a 70s or 80s, but also maybe 60s and also 2000s. <laughs> so it's it's, it's just know. a song then, yeah? It's just a song from our yeah, but time. But, but it fits into like loads of those things. A modern Except, age song. Like it's obviously not... 
early 70s if you can hear mm. Q-Tip rapping. Yeah. And it's so well produced that it's not anything except He is amazing. Ten. He gets he, a bad rap. Is, he gets he? a bad Yeah, because he's just, a lot of his stuff's real poppy and that fucking, what's that fucking uptown funk? That's torture. Uptown but, funk. Yeah, well, like he, do, he is a, a hit maker. Yeah. That's what he is. Like he's worked with Lady Gaga, yeah. uh, most okay. famously uh, Amy Winehouse. His fucking ear is just, it's untouchable. He just knows, he knows where to put everything. He just has that fucking, yeah. he has that, that superpower. The guy was talking about that, um, feels good in this motherfucker off that big, off his big album. Um, yeah. was it, was it Miss Mystical? The song you don't want Mystical. It's just, it's I was so reading about Mystical the other day. Ooh, he's a bad man. Mental. Mental. I didn't Listen, realize that, some of the, they're all he made his, batch he, he went to prison because he mm. made his hairdresser give him a blowjob. Hmm. Into prison with you. Yeah. Straight get to prison. Get into yeah, jail. Yeah. Get into the jail. Yeah. It's uh, just... Yeah, so that's a side note of that. <laughs> that uh, I found yeah. out Mystical. Yeah, Mystical has a load of fucking savage tracks, but, like, Jesus Christ, as a as a person, he joins the, the long list of fucking horrific I, people. Like, I think it was because it was his birthday the other day when we were doing the radio show, and I'd like to give birthday shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not talking about you now. Mm-hmm. Bad too. Um, so, give this a go. Give this a go. Right, let's give, this it a sh- give it a Give it a spinoliat. Has like feels like that kind of lesbianism digital as kind of yeah, Euro pop does, feel, yeah. and then the double time kind of drums when the chorus kicks in as well. Are oh, I love it. Big fan. Yeah, of so time. the video is brilliant. It's like this 70s style thing with like mm. even built in ads in it, and he's performing on a Japanese TV show in like the late 70s or something like that. Mm. But the album cover itself um, has like it's his face, Mark Ronson's face, but it's yeah. cut across different album covers like they're stacked vinyl. And, uh, one yeah. of the famous ones you can see is Rio by Duran Duran is in there but with Mark <laughs> Ronson sort of head on it and it's, yeah. fun cause it's funny because um, Simon Le Bon and Nick Rhodes are actually on this album oh, as well as Boy George mm-hmm. D'Angelo and Ghostface Killer mad <laughs> mad <laughs> I reckon every single album including like even Bob Dylan's Blonde on Blonde has one member of Wu-Tang Clan. Easily. <laughs> Easily. I've been, I've been going down this fucking rabbit hole. So, like, I've been going down this rabbit hole for the last year 
trying to listen to every single uh, like Wu Tang side project album, and it's 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 real hard to do online because there's, like there's entire Wu Tang albums that are impossible to find, like eight diagrams and stuff. Of, of, I wouldn't say mixtapes, but just yeah, just, just never meant to go out. Yeah, yeah there's, there's so many like not even remix albums, but like you said, mixtapes and like one lad and another fella done an EP, and then they had because they had their own record label to make the record label viable. They just signed a lot of their mates and put albums out by them and had a studio yeah. and but like it's impossible to listen to all of it. Impossible. But Ghostface oh, yeah, Killer in particular, his fucking his first couple of solo albums and his uh we actually only talked about it today with somebody, his album with Zarface, Zarface versus Ghostface, one of the greatest hip hop albums ever made. Um, it was um like I was reading today, I will get into it later because I know that they're coming up, yeah. but uh, all of them, well most of them, workaholics. Yeah, monsters can't stop, can't get out of the studio. But yeah. the studio is for me. I swear to God, I absolutely love being in the studio recording stuff. I love I, it. I it's like being favorite, at home. Favorite things. Yeah, I like doing my own thing at home. I'm not mad on recording albums in real studios. My favorite thing to do I, in the whole. World. I can't I just I favorite sp- thing to do? Spend having fucking, someone, having someone who has the actual knowledge to make your shit sound professional. To, to, to me, be fair, and, that's great. Oh. When, when you like play something, you're like, oh, that was a bit gammy. And they go, don't worry about it. What you mean? I'll just fix it. Yeah. <gasps> That's amazing. Or you do a take, you're like, oh man, I've bummed out there. Don't worry about that. Press yeah. the three buttons, I will. Press I, I'm loads of bummed out to yeah, my stuff. Exactly. It gets, it gets fixed. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. In, in, that, in that regard, having someone to do like the engineering for you is fucking oh, yeah. spectacular. But like, love it. The, the, love sometimes it. the pressure of fucking performing when you're only like bleeding eighth take. Like, oh, oh yeah, that's well, especially it gets after five o'clock in the day, your brain starts going to shit. Yeah, exactly. Stop doing things. Recording, recording towards seven and eight, nine. Exactly, and you're milling cans into you. Like we used to go in at midday and rock out like four o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Recording fucking albums. We had to record two for two different bands back to back in four weeks. You know what I mean? When we got signed to that fucking record label, it was like we do a twenty balls album, and you do a skeleton crew album. You have four weeks to have them. Uh, recorded, mixed, and mastered, and over here but in America. No, like, no. There's something I absolutely, absolutely love about having the work done, and that song is now the way you want it to sound, and it's yeah. out there, and nothing can change that. That's yeah. it now. Yeah. It's like a statement. I fucking love that shit. But anyway, um, that was. Do I have any more information about that? No, not know. really. It was. Uh, no, that's everything I have about it. Look, this is what we're playing. This is the reason we're playing them. So yeah. here, yeah. Biorific yeah. yeah. something, and then you can go and listen to the playlist. Um, a couple of days after because we want people to be able to enjoy yeah we, we generally what we've been doing the last couple of weeks is the playlists we release maybe between two and four days later we give everybody yeah. time to actually listen to the podcast people are cheating and just going straight to the playlist and what's the point yeah. in us spending the time fucking filling notebooks and talking and I like, wouldn't or, have put that I wouldn't have put, I wouldn't have put that song in like hang on a second exactly Listen like to loads it. of people loads of people do that that's not me like loads of people do that it's not really a problem yeah but I'd rather stop you from doing it <laughs> yeah exactly like the, the podcast will come out later and if you want to just listen to it we'll rock, rock on to fucking work or whatever great but yeah. the podcast is the main baby you know that's why we do it so you listen and go fuck okay right. exactly anyway, like, like, yeah. but we could be wrong after that people go no I, I still feel that way <laughs> yeah that's fine but that, that's, that's fine. why what we make volume twos of things because it's hard to scrape yes. all topics down into six songs like you know from no and there's, there's, there's things that need to be said in volume twos like, yes absolutely. very much so like, what, like, like there's loads of deadly sequels in fuck, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 yeah. is, okay that's not a great example <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> 
Jurassic Park Jurassic, two. Oh shit, Jurassic that's not Park great two. either. No, oh, that's no. <laughs> Bad Speaking boy, of Jurassic, we'll get Terminator we'll get two. <laughs> Terminator two is the best one. Yeah. Miles Burton divorced. Yes. Uh, who is your next one? My next one is what did I pick? I picked Bronski Pete with Small Town Boy because oh yeah, it's a banger. Like, I love that song. It's a great song, and I have this love hate relationship with Jimmy Somerville's voice. Yeah, me too. Me too. Actually, I have to agree with you. Some it's mad. Sometimes it sounds like he can't sing in this sometimes song. It sounds, sometimes it sounds like he's going out of his range. Which yeah, because he's it sounds like he's trying to go to the moon with his yeah. voice. Yeah, like there's definitely bits in this where you can hear them, especially when he's going up and up and up and up, and he gets to a bit where like you're pushing it now, like. You're pushing yeah. it. You're in a range there where like no one's fucking comfortable. Four people on earth are comfortable in this range. And, <laughs> and fucking like I'm sure they had uh, I'm sure they had fucking like uh, machines that could fix fucking pitches and you know whatever you know auto tuners and whatever. But like were they that good back then in 1984? I'm pretty sure he's like when he's talking, he's like, "All right, I'm Jimmy Somerville from Bronski." And they're like, "Hang yeah. on a second, hang uh, on." This is like, off. Of <laughs> uh, everybody in this band was openly gay. The band lasted for, I think, two albums before they just disintegrated. And Jimmy Somerville went off on his own. Yeah. Uh, they ha- their logo is the most 80s logo of all time. I fucking adore it. It literally looks like, it looks like something off Saved by the Bell or something. It's fucking, <laughs> it's like pink and baby remember. blue. And it's got like little cocktail glasses and musical notes kind of all shook up on it. And Bronski beat is all kind of rickety. It's fucking horrible, but amazing. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's, it's fucking. Yeah. It's that so is... bad. It's amazing. It's the most 80 thing of all time. Uh, I love this song. Mostly, not even because like, vocals are, are fine. Like I said, there's bits in it where you're like, cutting it close there. But there's, there's something about that fucking synth that's just so oh, clean. It's addictive. Um, now this song was you know, produced. Song was produced by Mike uh, Thorne, who also produced like uh, "Tainted Love" by Soft Cell, um, yeah. stuff by Nina Hagen, Soft Machine. He done Warriors' first three albums, so he knows how to make like Mike Thorne yeah. knows how to make fucking music clean and important. Like especially like "End by Soft Cell" and um, from that era, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna play a little bit of this. I'm gonna where will I do it? Cool. I love I'm, this gonna, song. I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump in from the fucking top. Fuck. Too much for everybody knows that fucking song. Um, 
Oh, good. There's a bit, there's a bit at the start of it, and this might be too breaking it down a little bit. There's a bit at the start where the timing's off on it, and I don't know whether anybody else ever hears that. There's something, I don't know whether they've done it intentionally, or it's just a fuck up on the tape machine or something. But when you get when you get two minutes, listen to the start of that song. Just the intro. There's a bit no, where like I don't the, want to. I know I don't want to be stuck listening to that <laughs> the rest of my life now. Yeah, there's a bit just slightly off and like a half fucking step out where it's like. Oh yeah, no, no, it's not yeah. a bit. It's not yeah. a bit it's, <laughs> it's definitely not supposed to be there. It's definitely not supposed to be there because the drums don't change. There's nothing else changes. What the fuck? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not programmed. Maybe that's someone playing the bass on. The I scene. bet you it is. I bet you it's somebody fucking just playing it. But they f- there's a little fuck up in it, and I bet you because it's the first album, the money wasn't there or something like. It's fucking fine. Yeah. Just fucking do See, it. Like. like I love you got the bass and the drums right, yeah. and then the boom 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 synth comes mm. in, but the pad is what makes it the yeah. It's fucking delicious. There's so many fucking delicious layers in there. But again, this is one of those kind of. You can listen to this. I think this is. I generally tend to think of kind of music that makes me feel something. I I, I do that kind of whole earth wind and fire thing with it. I break it down into weather. So like, ice cube. <laughs> it was a good day. I got sunny and lovely, lying the grass where the fuck yeah. it is. Um, go back to like. And when, you, and when you listen to this, it reminds you of being persecuted for being gay. Yeah. But this is this has the same type of feel for me as something like uh, "Every Day Is Like Sunday" by by Morrissey, where like. It sounds better when it's poxy out. You know what I mean? This oh, yeah, to, no, definitely. This to me is like it's fucking murdering rain out, thunder and lightning, fucking like God's toenails falling from the fucking sky. It doesn't what whatever the fuck is going on. <laughs> and you're out there with a fucking hood, a poxy hood up, put your headphones in, and, and all you can, like, even though it's kind of happy and it's feel good, it's fucking, the, the, for me, the weather is poxy. It's about making yourself feel good while you're getting assaulted by fucking like yeah other earth herself like but uh, it's, it's fucking outrageous. I I love it the bits. I fucking love it the bits. I can't say yes. I really and truly can't say enough. I love the yeah. Uh, I love the Paradise Lost cover. Like That's, I love the Paradise Lost. It's been cover covered. So um, it's been covered a bunch of times, and it's a uh, yeah. some some interesting covers out there for it. Um, there's actually an entire Wikipedia article about the amount of times it's been covered. And uh, he uh, he himself has covered it. When he went solo, he released one called Small Town Boy Reprise, where he just brought it out himself. And I think a lot of smaller, people... Smaller Town Boy. Smaller from Town the, Boy, yeah. From the movie Stuart Little. Yeah, I think... Yeah, Benjamin Button. Um, <laughs> I think I think a lot, a lot of people might even know his version more than this one. Um, yeah. People kind of our age, because it would have been a little bit more... I mean, this is 1984, this one came out. So it would have been, what, 1985, 86, yeah. Um, it's like, stuck. it's like, do you know what it's like? It's exactly like when an 80s person took their song. So Gary Newman mm. uh, had Our Friends Electric, but he had it with Tube by Army. But everyone yeah. knows it as a Gary Newman song. Yeah. That's like, it was like, that's not Gary Newman though. On his own, mm. it is now because he took it yeah. to do solo. Same way with this. You have to go and check that that's Bronski B. Because in my head, that was Jimmy Somerville. Yes, 100%, yeah. And yeah, you remember, you go, oh, it's actually Bronsky Beat. It is Bronsky Beat, yeah. It's just that he brought out his own version of it, a little update. Yeah. Right? Maybe he had fucking vocal lessons by then, and they got rid of that fucking... <laughs> um, who is your next one? Uh, this will be my last one. It is your last this one, actually. Is, yeah. uh, Jurassic 5 Great Expectations from Outrageous. the year 2000. Right. This, is, um, this is from their second album, Quality Control, which I really like. 
but uh, I've, I've since discovered is apparently very white friendly safe rap it would be yeah yeah and it's very radio friendly and it's very um it's very safe and super super mainstream and uh, i don't care because i think this is phenomenal it's not gritty at all it's really well produced the lyrics are wouldn't say wholesome but they're not fucking mad not about doing mad shit yeah jurassic five to me I always felt like a continuation of something, something like Arrested Development or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. Where right. they were like, you know, we're, not, we're like, they don't pretend. You know what? You have to yeah. give them. They don't pretend to be fucking. Oh yeah, gangsters or fucking yeah. drug dealers or whatever. They're just making yeah. music in the hip hop vein that is accessible yeah. to everybody. Now, Jurassic Five will. I, I I think Jurassic Five will go down in history as one of like the greatest accessible fucking hip hop groups of yeah. all time. Like they because they have everything going on. They had like live musicians. They had MCs. They had they had a little bit of everything going on, and they just wanted to make killer music that couldn't be pigeonholed. Yeah, but it's just it's just that bit. There's one rapping, and it's got to be from the bit I play where I go every time I hear it, I go, oh that bar, those yeah. two or three bars together were disgustingly good, like mm. so fucking good. And the first time I heard this was on a. Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX, the video game. Great game. That, that, that is a really <laughs> underrated game, but I think the soundtrack to that is better than Tony that was, Hawk. That was another Neversoft game as well. So it, it was, was just yeah. Tony Hawk reskinned. So it was. No, but no, no such thing as a bad Neversoft game back then. Really. No, but I'm talking about like the soundtrack was better than uh, Tony Hawk's. Because there was a Surf yeah. one as well that had a great soundtrack. I, think, I don't know. I don't know whether I picked better. For me, well, the first three Tony let, Hawks. Yeah, but let me read out what's on this one. Right, come on. Bombs Over Baghdad by Outcast, which is mm. insane. The B-52s, mm. 52 girls are on it. Pennywise, wouldn't it be nice? Mm. This song, Jurassic uh, 5. Static X and Dead Prez doing hip-hop by Dead yeah. Prez. Stone Roses, Fields Gold. Agent Orange, Everything Torrance Grey. Mm. I don't mind Agent Orange too mm. much. Uh, Paris is on it. Bad Brains, Band in DC. Okay, mm. maybe it's not better. But these are... Okay, maybe it's, de- it's, not it's definitely as good. It's in the it's same so as good. Like. A Nucleus, which I don't remember, but I do remember that song, Computer Age, Push the Button. I remember that, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, well, Mahoffman's being Pro BMX for me was did they make, as they good. They made a couple as, of them as well. I think they, they did, made, yeah. yeah. I, I actually really like Dave Mirror's BMX, the 3D yeah. one. Well, they're yeah. all 3D, but this was really fucking... Uh, that was when we grabbed onto the back of cars and all my mates hated That's it. That's right. It wasn't Hoffman's, but Mahoffman's... Yeah. There um, used to be a game, a skateboard. Maybe it was fucking. Maybe it was like rollerblades. I think it was called Skitchin. If you remember, oh, Skitchin. Yeah, and you just that was on gr- the Mega Drive. I think so. You had to grab the back of cars and vans and get a big yeah. boost off them. Yeah, yeah. Skitchin was great. <laughs> Skitchin, it yeah. was like it was like Road Rash, but you could yeah. kind of use like uh, what do you call them? Like no, luges. There was yeah. luges in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Ah, fucking hell. Skitchin. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Let's play this so we can yeah. so I can marvel over this amazing few bars of this bit. Yeah. 
show with dedication, yo. Go get your tickets, you'll see snacks and beverages while we get wicked all in your brains, cracks and crevices, service and bulletins to you critical puritans who be shouting in my vicinity, doubting my capabilities. No defeat, my whole fleet be scorching. Keep a course, your vision blurs from heat distortion. Need proportions, better take precaution while we shake the force. You face a lost in, never close in. That's a joke for your mood. We sloppy dope and I'm hoping that what I won't get you open like a fallopian tube. I love that. Just absolutely love that. Outrageous, isn't it? It's fucking, just so good. It's it's that fucking those first two Jurassic Five albums are fucking spectacular. Um, there's there's no there's no fucking. I remember when they first came out and nobody knew what to do do with them. They were like, is it, "What is it? Is it is it pop? <laughs> is it hip hop? Is it like what is it?" And then I think it took a couple of years for people to start like people who weren't into like the kind of gangster rapper, the hard, yeah. hard hitting, heavy, fucking bombastic stuff. They were like, Jesus Christ, man, this is just like great kind of walking around music or driving around music, you know, kind yeah. of talk. That's, I think that's where it found its legs. And then but as well as that, like for people that, yeah, for people that didn't want to let their kids listen to songs about battering them up. Yeah. Like, not that all rap is like, but I'm saying like yeah, some of the lot, best. Some, a lot of it. Like, simply, the best stuff put, is. Some, some of the best is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just is. Yeah. So, but this, the only way Jurassic 5 could work with this kind of music is, is if they were unreal. Yeah. And that's the reason that they're good. And I think they're super well respected. Like, oh, yeah. Like, even people like, that are into like the heavier stuff so yeah it's not really my thing but i have to give them fucking props like i saw them live or whatever and it was fucking incredible and they're phenomenal showmen and the music is good you don't have to be into it but i always get like to this you see this is on the feel good playlist because it's mm. designed to make you feel good exactly it's designed to be like group groups like drastic fire for me where i was like i always put them in the same pocket as like the roots and stuff like that where they've got yeah. that like again have a live feel to them um, they'd perform with like the, the regular setup, but sometimes they'd have live instruments, and uh, that's fucking just different but amazing at the same time. Yeah, well, look, that's why it's on this playlist. Exactly. I, fucking, I can't actually wait to listen to this playlist through tomorrow. Actually, when I have, yeah, I'm gonna give it a fucking spin. I think tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, who's your last one? Tiger style. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be. Yeah. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with There's no place to hide Once I step inside the room Dr. Doom, prepare for the boom Bam! Aw, man! Ah, slam! Damn! Freedom like Tarzan I'll be tossing and forcing My style is awesome I'm causing more family food than Richard Dawson And the survey said You're dead! Baby flying color take chops off your fucking head Mr. Who is that? Hey yo, the who is back? Making niggas go like I'm super jack, me fear no one. Oh no, here come the Wu Tang Shogun. Kill her to her ear drum. the needle to the groove, I get screwed and I'm forced to fuck it up. My style carries like a pickup truck. Cross the clear blue yonder. See, the China Sea, I slam tracks like quarterback sacks from LT. Now I try and test the rebel INS. Let's just Yeah. Unreal. Like, Unreal. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I was Jesus reading today Christ. about, uh, I was. Because I started to worry about my own album uh, production-wise and whether going on to vinyl is a good idea if it's mm. not produced brilliantly, I'm stopping care. I'm caring less and less mm. to be honest with you. Because I'm like, fuck it. I know loads of albums that aren't produced particularly well, but I like yeah. the songs. Oh, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about the songs. But I was reading up about like famous albums that are not produced well, and this comes mm. up a lot. 
Mm. But it's done on, like they all admit, it's done on purpose. It's, yeah. They're using data technology. Rizzy used data technology on yeah. purpose to get it to, to mix it. It mixes even really well with the samples then. Yeah. The Wu-Tang was super well produced and they cut in with those horrible samples. Exactly. It wouldn't work. Like stuff don't say horrible samples. Horrible soundings. Horrible oh, yeah. soundings. Samples, yeah. Like overdubbed yeah. movies from the fucking 60s yeah. and 70s and it all works. Uh, yet yeah. this album, they recorded this in New York and they recorded it on such a hard budget that the studio they picked that they could afford wasn't big enough to fit everybody in. So <laughs> that's why it's really rare on the first album, the find a Wu-Tang song where there's like more than three or four guys. And uh, so this song, uh, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, only has three guys in it. It's got RZA, it's got Inspector Deck, and it's got Method Man. And that's it. There's only three guys on this fucking, on this, on this song. Um, <laughs> they could, the, the studio itself was not big enough to fit everybody in. So what Rizzy used to do as the producer, he'd make them have rap battles to see who was going to be on each song. That's so, mental. Yeah. So what he would do was that he'd have the tracks, the raw tracks with no lyrics, no vocals whatsoever on them. And he'd meet up on someone's gaff and just hit, hit play on the tape recorder or whatever. And say, really fucking go. Just do a couple of bars each. 16 bars each, fucking go, 8 bars each, 4 bars, whatever. Do it. And yeah. they'll decide who's good enough, who's uh, fucking, whose verses are strong enough to go on to it. So he basically pitted them all against each other. So you'll get stuff like uh, Mystery of Chess Boxing, which is like... It's, it's, like the, it's like the fucking Jacksons. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. So uh, like, Mystery of Chess Boxing, which is the song before this, has uh, Method Man, You God, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, ODB, Ghostface, and Master Killer. Right? So you have seven yeah. guys. That would have been them full-on maxed out. Like, that yeah. studio, fucking sweating. You know what I mean? And they would have, they didn't have time to like, all right, you're going in from two to four, and you're going in yeah. from fucking five. To it was just, we've got fucking a couple of hours here to bang all this shit together, and that's the fucking end of it, you know? And one of the uh, best albums in rap ever. Top one, five rap top albums. Five. Probably top three. It's just, it whatever top. fucking top. It's not, it's not as good as Nas. Is it as good as Nas? Uh, it is, yeah. It is. It is as good. Yeah. It's, it's it, it might have more variety than Nas Zilmatic but Real, Nas actually, Zilmatic yeah. has that has the same has the sound that was invented by fucking Wu-Tang Clan I don't give a shit and as well as that I, I, I love Illmatic but I wouldn't mm. be able to listen to it twice in a row I can Should listen get to this that? yeah I can listen, to, listen to this album three or four times in a row easy yeah. Um, so yeah, this the, the main could reason be, could, be best, that, could be the best rap album of all time it's up there that and Liquid Swords I think are top in the top five let's call it that let's, yeah. let's say that uh, Liquid Swords I think is a better album than 36 Chambers but I don't think it's as iconic as right. uh, 36 Chambers. But this song, this makes me feel good about, uh, it doesn't make me feel good about myself. It doesn't make me feel good necessarily about the Wu-Tang Clan. This song makes me feel good about if someone hops me. Right? <laughs> if, if, if this song has one of those, it's because it's so, it's, it's, it's upbeat, but it's grim at the same time. And it's fighting music to me. So I'm like, if someone hopped on me now and didn't pull my headphones off and I could listen to the song while swinging digs, I'd kill them. That's the way I think yeah. about this song. You'd beat anyone. Yeah, exactly. I'd full if they on... Play, if they play, played this over the PA and UFC, there'd be blood everywhere. That's it. The, the, the crowd and all killing each other. Yeah. Everybody just <laughs> shouting, tiger style. <laughs> wow, tiger style. Fucking lashing into each other. I, I can't get enough of... This is my favourite song on the Force Blue Tang Am um, Boy, a country mile, and there's some fucking murder stuff on that first album. Yeah. But this song in particular, the entire album is produced by RZA. Uh, pretty much all of it made in one of those SP1200 sample machines. Uh, 
on a set of decks. What did he What did he sample for this? He sampled um, Joe Tex for this uh, this song. We've done Joe Tex uh, before. Joe Tex is fucking Joe amazing. Tex, uh, I have a Joe Tex seven inch. Um, fucking love single, Joe Tex. Loud single uh, fucking from from putting the Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I got you. I have that. I got you. Oh, that's fucking so good. That song. So good. Yeah. Uh, he's got stuff. He's got a sample from Bismarck Key on there. He's got uh, Andrea McCardle. He's got the Dramatics. Uh, and then the, the dialogue, the stuff you're hearing is from a movie called The Executioners from Shaolin. Uh, so pretty much you get loads of samples from old Kung Fu movies on the Force Wu Tang. And pretty much all of them are from kind of different movies. He doesn't reuse them that much. Uh, it was only when he got to. What did he get to when he got the Liquid Swords? That most of the samples on that are from the same movie. Um, yeah, which was where he, that, that that album almost tells the story of the movie in samples. You know, oh, uh, right. is the movie called? No, it's not called Liquid Swords. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. No, the movie is. Uh, oh shit! Or whatever the or whatever the Chinese oh, film. My fucking brain. It's called. Um, it's I literally said said the name of this movie today to myself. Uh, <laughs> is it the mystery of chess boxing? Is it the, I know there's a song called The Mystery of Chess Boxing. I think it's The Mystery of Chess Boxing. Um, I'll, re, I'll remember and put it on. We'll talk about it on Saturday. Oh, hang on. Is that why it came out as a chess set? Liquid Swords came out. Liquid Swords came with a chess set in a box set. It has, so maybe it has that's a chess what board it is then. That it makes could, sense, could right? well be. It also always bothered me that it was just like a pound shop chess set pieces uh, that they put in it. That always bothered the shit out of me because they could have had like fucking Shaolin guys and fucking Kung Fu yeah. guys and that would have been amazing. Yeah, that ah. would have been absolutely incredible but they're not. They're little plasticky fucking garbage ones from a pound shop set and that always oh, no fucking Now the only thing is that box set has their album split over multiple LPs and then it has the instrumental album split over multiple EPs and it's got like a lyric book and a sticker sheet. It's got There's loads of savage shit in it and the actual box for the for the box set when you open up has the board inside it not that you'd ever play or even open them chess chess pieces because don't do that <coughs> don't ever do that <laughs> but um i like i think i've only listened to it once on uh in that box set version and i have I, I, you know what i don't have which strange enough i do not have a copy of liquid swords in just it's normal bog standard lp version i don't have it mm. um i have the one the when Marvel Comics about two years ago joined forces with a lot of hip hop artists and oh, then re- did it. redone yeah. reading a lot redone of covers. Like, covers. Yeah, I got the Liquid Swords one that has fucking like Iron Man and the Hulk and all of it, which is pretty cool. Uh but yeah, in terms of Wu Tang Wu Tang stuff, bar the first album, is real difficult to find on find on vinyl. You like you won't see you might see the like Wu Tang Forever every now and again or the last one. But I like Wu Tang Forever. They don't really have a bad album. Like the Wu Tang Forever is fantastic, um, but they don't have a bad album. They have it's albums that are just lesser. Yeah, well, motherfucker. The songs like an hour long. <laughs> I know. Uh, that, yeah, it's a bit long. <laughs> that was um, that was the first ever million dollar mil, million dollar music video ever made. The video for that. Really? Was it not Gravel Pit? No, nope. Gravel Pit was just literally shot in the quarry. Cost a few quid, but. Um, I love the video as well. Yeah, fucking that, uh, the for, the first ever million dollar fucking video was uh, mm. yeah fucking uh, reunited or whatever it's called. Yeah, no, yeah. And uh, they done the whole thing because it had CG in it and they were climbing up buildings and fucking. There's no chorus in that song either. There's no chorus. That's in right. 
Yeah. Doesn't matter about it from like the, uh, the video or the album costing maybe what, 20 grand? Less? Yeah. yeah. Less than that, maybe. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. To fucking the first ever million dollar video out now. Uh, yeah, that was Wu Tang Clan, ain't nothing to fuck with off 36, Enter the 36 Chambers. That's uh, one of my favorite songs of all time. Makes me feel good. Um, also makes me feel like uh, if I get in a row, I'll be alright. As long as I don't pull my headphones right. out. If I pull my headphones out, I'm getting battered. But if they leave it on, as long as I put, put my hand up, lads, listen, stop punching me for a second. Just let me restart the song and we'll have a proper go with it now. Because if these headphones yeah. come out, it's not fun for anyone. You know what I mean? I won't be fighting. You can't, let, you can't let them hear it because it'll get them. Yeah, exactly, well. yeah. It just it sort of get the volume about midway so they don't get any leakage. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just for me. It's just for me. You know what I mean? And everything will be fine then. Everything will be grand. Just leave me the fuck yeah. alone. Let's get this row going. Uh, but that was our playlist for feel-good songs. Again, another uh, type of podcast that we could do a thousand of because there's millions of those songs that make us feel. Yeah, it's very playlist-heavy, but it's 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 that's our that's our gift to you. This podcast, but also this playlist. Yeah, these are innermost innermost songs. To yeah, so if, I guess if if you ever piss one of us off, place these songs and we'll be less pissed off. Yeah. Exactly, we'll feel good about it then. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday with another live radio show, and we're back next Monday with another podcast. Usual bullshit. You can go to lostairpodcast.com, has all of our links on it. You can go to lostair. What is it? Patreon.com forward slash lostairpodcast, and throws five dollars a month. Keeps us ticking over. Keeps all the hosting going, and everybody's fucking happy. Uh, yes. Patreon members get exclusive content like podcasts and videos and. They also oh, get the recording. I better give you a send you that video to put up of me. Yeah, and, uh, I need to find the. We talked about this last Saturday. I, I oh, made yeah. a hip hop album about 15 years ago uh, with a couple of my mates, and I said I was going to put one or two of those songs up on the Patreon. And you have some uh, footage of you appearing in a TV show that is quite embarrassing. So those uh, clips. Just because I look stupid. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Nothing and, to do with uh, where I am, which some people will also find funny, but you can't because <laughs> 2020. We can't, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but that, that, that's, uh, all that stuff will go up on the Patreon the next, in the next week or yeah. so. But uh, thanks again, and we shall talk to you again next week. See ya.